They're a little more calm than usual. Usually we're on the upbeat. The we're calm before our storm. Our storm. Our rubber ginty. Our fucking ginty tsunami. Yeah. Oh, God. I got to say, I'm very happy to say this. Not as bad as I thought. I was expecting this to be torturous. Yeah, because I probably, because it wasn't as much ginty. <laughs> the fucking cat is all over the place right now. Uh... Yeah, I, I when I was telling you about this movie, cause I, I watched this first couple weeks ago, and I was dreading it. But I was like, man, we got to cover every Steve James movie, despite Robert Ginty being in it. Yeah. And I watched it, and I was like, it, to me, this was like, this is Death Wishes to Death Wish 3, Executioner 1 is the ex- Executioner 2, as far as... This one's a little more grounded, a little more gritty and real. And then, as each successive sequel, it gets ridiculouser and ridiculouser. Yeah, if that's even a word. It and, isn't, but it's okay. And uh, so, yeah, I like I like the kind of old school gritty kind of seventies action. Right. And I mean, seventy or uh, this was eighties. Yeah, well, but 80. they're yeah, they're going for that seventies vibe, obviously. Right. Where it's just just. But people there, trying to recover from numb. And, well, yeah, there's a lot of like PTSD shit in the beginning, and then they kind of drop it. Like yeah. he's kind of like normal. He has flashbacks throughout the movie. Like he's constantly, whenever he's going to do something, he's flashing back to it. And there probably is about a half hour like on the cutting room floor that probably explains this movie a little better. Yeah, there, but, there's very strange cuts. Very strange, just like oh very, yeah, now very this... Danzig level lingering shots, oh, and then God. very cut to the chase shots. We're like, wait, did I did I miss? something yeah there, you could have built up some tension here and there but instead they decided to just have them uh building some legos for 14 minutes and it's like what what are we doing here and he felt it all wrong too because he's like i don't i don't need instructions yeah he got one of those star wars ones where you need to like follow instructions like, well he needs instructions because he's not creative enough to build something but he just thinks with he the is. box That's of the legos. yeah this guy thinks he could make a hot dog cooker out of a he, broken lamp. We know if he saw some frayed wires laying around, he would just elect- electrocute himself. He'd just lick them. Or he'd lick them, yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. But there, there's some very interesting things outside of just the PTSD and the NOM. I mean, Murray, I didn't realize this has been ongoing for so long. We've got child pedophilia sex ring going on. They've been doing that since ancient Greece, Griff. And it's all perpetrated. Never gets old. It's it's not even just there, Murray. That the buck doesn't stop there, and that's a political thing. That that was, what's his name said it, but Harry S. True. Yeah, the fucking politicians are also behind this. They always. It's are. crazy. Yeah, they always are. Thank God we have a guy like Trump who's going to stop. All this. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a great job stopping it. Jizzlin Maxwell, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> hope you don't get the COVID. Oh man, it's, hope you but, don't slip on a banana peel. 
But th- this theme is always around corrupt CIA. That's pre- prevalent in this movie. Well, yeah, you also got to remember this was just a few years away from Watergate, and now we, we, before Watergate, we actually believed we could trust our presidents and our government. And yeah, and we were just disillusioned and. Hippie era died, blew up, went up in flames. I mean, we've been war- they've been warning us since uh, the the 80s, the early 80s, about how we're just going to fuck over blue-collar workers. Outsourcing those back yeah. jobs. Our, our heroes that come back from now, they just take up a nice blue-collar job. They're just salt-of-the-earth type people. You know, they're happy to have work. And, of course, the rich people are going to fucking ruin the lives for them. They're not going to give them health care. And they're going to be like, yeah, we got to tie health care to jobs. It's all kinds of fucked up, and they're predicting it in the 80s. Well, I mean, yeah, you, well, yeah, it's always, trickle-down economics came out in the 80s. Uh, yeah, you pointed out, you're like, did they film some of these scenes in Yugoslavia? Because there's, like, some bombed, I'm like, no, Griff, that was New York in 1980. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was just fucked up. It was There was nuts. garbage strikes, and there was all this shit going on. Uh, you mentioned that there was a helicopter used in this movie, and they Many. get plenty of shots. Yeah, he of, gets his money worth with that so helicopter. I, I'm sorry if you have trouble seeing the Twin Towers. Don't watch this movie. You'll see <laughs> yeah. it quite Fast a few times. Fast forward yeah. to 5.15. That's how we'll make a, a quick buck. We'll just edit out. The, the shots of the Twin Towers so people don't have that trauma. Right. Or we'll just put the new tower all over it. There we go. Okay. Yeah, I could just Freedom fashion Plaza, one of those. is that what it's called? I think it's Freedom Plaza, or the yeah. Or whatever Plaza. Something, something like that. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still hate Ginty. I'm sorry. I mean, I was, I was hoping that the magic of Steve James would just negate the filth of Ginty, but he's not in it enough. Yeah, he <laughs> he does what he can. <laughs> he, I bet what happened was. By the way, I, I learned, so it's probably not true because it's not from IMDb that Steve James just tried out for the role of the hot pants prostitute checking out waiter or bartender, I should mean. Oh, and the guy was like, director was like, you're too damn good for a fucking bartender. You're gonna be the real hero of this because he is the real hero. He really, I mean, he's our hero. Well, he's everyone. He's America's hero. He's Captain America. Murray, this is all I could think about when I started. I, as I told you, I was expecting some horrible. I, I was expecting to fall asleep during this movie, and it just so happened I turned on my TV, and there was American Ninja Two right at the bar scene when Steve James bowling balls through everybody. Get that nice sound effect in there too. So I had Steve James on either side of me, and I was. I, I thought I was going to need it to get through this movie, and I didn't. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I got through it. Uh, I, I love that Ginty is a monster in this movie. Because he <laughs> it's like we see him as a monster, and he was a fucking monster in this movie. I mean, right. he's the psychopathic but killer. He, yeah, but, the, but Steve James's goodness kind of guided him to do some kind of good for the world. I mean, left to his own devices, he probably would have been murdering prostitutes. Yeah. And oh, for I sure. think... The influence. There was a very George Lenny vibe between their characters. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's that? What's that program like? The Alcoholics Anonymous and everything. When you have like your paired person, that was Steve James to Ginty in this movie. It's like it's, it's, Ginty would have just freaked the fuck out, like you said. He would if be it weren't. strangling rabbits. Yeah, and sure enough, you know that's what he turns to. <laughs> Go figure. Our prediction right he loses, comes true. He loses his conscience. Yeah. 
And flips out. <laughs> so we got a rough New York. We got plenty of vibes Filth that fill and the fury that still makes sense to us today. We got we got urban sp- decay. Urban decay. We got hospital bills that are crippling families and uh, get a get a better job. Then that's all get, I got to say. To bootstraps. That hello, hello. Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't his 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 wife start get a job? Yeah. Why didn't she get two jobs? Because I mean, she's got on. two small children at home. Come on. They could get two? a job. I thought it was three. It's a little boy and a little girl. Okay. Perfect family. Yeah. And pu- per- perfect nuclear family. Yep. We ready to hit this uh, trailer? I'm ready to hit Robert Ginty. <laughs> so, I don't have anything for this, so here's the exterminator. Yeah. W- by the way, there is not a real trailer for this movie that isn't just explosions. So, this is going to be something I... Just cobbled together, so enjoy whatever the fuck it is. Here's something for you, uh, Doctor Who nerds. Exterminate! 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 Shut! In war, you have to kill to survive. On the streets of New York, the choice is the same. The exterminator. Fuck you, man. The search is on. The police are chasing a killer who's not only smarter than they are, he's doing their job. That's what it's like to be a victim. The Exterminator, the man they push too far. Welcome back. Hopefully we all enjoyed that as much as I probably uh, enjoyed making it. But, uh, Murray, where are we going to go? Like all great action movies, we start out in Nam. Yeah. We're in this shit, Griff. Deep in it. Right in the middle of a firefight. I, you pointed out, you said you were bored of the fire. I thought this scene was scintillating, exciting, exhilarating. I wish we had John DeHart to help with the lighting. I thought the lighting was a little off. Well, it was very, it was because it was natural lighting. They were using flares. Oh, Okay. No, I liked it because you don't see they don't do pyrotechnics because of CGI. They don't do fire at all anymore. Right. But this guy, whoever did the pyro for this, I mean, I think he later moved on to doing pyro for Great White, the heavy metal band that burned down that <laughs> club because it's out of control, but in a good way. The first thing you see is a huge fucking fireball go off and a man hurtling through space. Yeah. You, I, I mean, you called me out, but at the same time as we talked about it, you made me realize how great. These shots were like Griff, all these that's, fire. That's what the point of this podcast is. Yeah. We teach people. Yeah, you know. And I, I was telling Murray, this is boring as shit. But no, there was a lot going on. It's just I, I want, I was, I wasn't ready. I thought I was going to hate this movie, and I was like, come on, let's just get this over yeah, with. I understand that. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> but yeah. You know, yeah, this is the only lighting that makes Ginty every time not we do Ginty because we kind of have to because we got a contingent of fans who like to listen to a shit on Ginty, so we like feel like we owe it to him every once in a while to shit on Ginty. Yeah, 
But even we're like, oh, God, get it over with. I mean, the last movie we did with Ginty was fucking his sister. So <laughs> it was hard to top. It's going to be hard to top <laughs> shitting on that because that's that's some crazy shit. Right. But I think we're going to do Whew. it. Okay. So we get we get a uh, um, Ginty. He he's of just panicking, he- running, flailing around. Got fucking his, okay. His character's name's John, and Steve's character's name's Mike. And at first, I was like, "Oh wow, they they didn't just give him some like com, like a uh, convenient black name that they always do." No, they did because the, no, Mike. I was just gonna yeah. say, and then eventually they reveal his last name is Jefferson. Yeah, can, yeah can, since we're going into the new diverse world, can we put a law that no black character can have the last name Jefferson, Jackson, or Washington? Please, because there's more names. Yeah. But yes, and uh, it was like a switcheroo to later on because in this in, the, in Nam, Ginty's got that cheesy white fire mustache going on. He did, and yeah. Steve has no mustache. Wow, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, yes. I did notice Ginty's mustache because obviously we've mentioned how he looks like a horrible Larry Bird. <laughs> and when I saw that, <laughs> I don't know it's possible, but yeah, he does. Oh, when I thought I saw that, I was like, someone peg him with a basketball. And he he's just like a chicken with his head cut off. So thanks to his buddy Mike, who's obviously been watching his back all through Nam. He's, he's taking out angel, all because they're right. They're surrounded. Yeah. And then Mike, he's like, "Fuck, we got to retreat." They're they're retreating because you know there's too many Viet Cong. So he fires off the flare gun, and as soon as he does that, they notice they're just surrounded. Mm-hmm. They're captured. Oh boy. Okay. So we go to this encampment. There's a like. Only three different uh, Americans there. There's Mike, John, and then there's some other guy. And the other guy is just there to be, you know, killed. just to be killed, <laughs> just to show how gruesome they are. And right. So they they got I even there's even systematic white racism in Vietnam because who do they go to talk to? The white guy, Ginty. <laughs> so Ginty's like on his knees and he's got his arms tied, like out, spread out, and he's just like, oh, you know, he just says Vietnamese shit. I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to stir just uh insult anybody by doing uh you know what I mean a bad like Asian just make up words. So he just says something in Vietnamese like I don't, I don't speak Chinese like I Oh, can't he? Calm and down. yeah, even like even like Mike's like We're in Vietnam. Yeah, come like, on, man. I like I said no Chinese, no speaky Chinese. Oh. And then he's like where are you? Where is what? I don't even know what he wanted. No, he's like, where is this happening? Yeah, and he's like, shuts up. And then so the guy nonchalantly with a machete in his hand walks over to third guy. Third guy. Let's and, call him cattle. And he just lightly slice. This is like he had a Ginsu machete. He slightly slices the guy's throat, and the guy's head just slowly falls <laughs> off. It was a cool prosthetic and everything. It was yeah. because the hands were like moving and shit. Yeah, you don't ever see him. It cost twenty five grand that dummy. Grip. God damn, yeah. that's expensive. Yeah, but you, it, it had to be one of those nice from uh, the made on TV commercials or whatever the infomercials. Yeah, because they always have like the tomato, they right. throw it, it's they Ginsu. cut it in there, yeah. Ginsu. Oh and my they God. they say Navy SEALs use those kind of machetes. Of course, Navy SEALs do. It's also a flashlight. <laughs> it also was, <laughs> and a whistle. And then all of a sudden, now you can just see the piss running down Ginty's leg. Yeah, like, oh he, shit! He keeps looking over at his his like totem of confidence, Steve James. He's right. looking over and at Steve's him. Steve's just like. And like, Steve, Steve, you notice he's rustling. He's he's working on something. You're like, Steve, what are you working on over there? Whittling yourself a knife or something? 
Well, while Steve's doing that, Ginty in his mind is distracting him by telling this guy everything he wants to know. Like, all right, we're we're here, and this is where our base is here. He's like this blabbing everything. Yeah, yeah. The codes for the jetpack are, are alpha numeric. Uh, it's twelve, twelve, twelve. Real cool, real cool. And like, it's, it's, just... it's up, up, down, down, left, right. <laughs> a, B, a, B selects. <laughs> he's just telling you the Konami code. He's just giving everything out. Here's how you beat Battletoads <laughs> level three. Oh, <laughs> this guy's running out of paper. He's like, okay, hold on. I, like, enough. <sighs> what was that again? Up, oh up. Oh, God. Let, what? That's... While that's going on, he's distracted. Because when you hear the Konami code, you just tune out. You're like, I got to hear this shit. Uh, how, yeah. do you, how do I beat Mike Tyson? Yeah. And then. Steve just come, somehow wriggles out of his chains. He was chained up. Yeah, they're chained to stakes here. <laughs> but hey, he knows the stakes, so he he's like, I'm no gonna. Pun <laughs> the pun was intended. Oh. oh yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get me some stakes. So he fucking gets away. He's how did he get that knife? I don't know. He just he's Steve James. <laughs> this is just, this is more left to the imagination. Maybe because, he didn't have a knife. He just karate chopped that guy's throat and sliced his throat open. I, I know we got that knife because. He, he's just so carefully like that Ginsu knife through a tomato. He just rubs it across the guy's neck, and it cuts so deep. And then we get, we get yet, not deep at all. It was you know what, you know yeah. what it was. It didn't bleed a lot. It was a paper cut. And you know, paper cuts are fucking that's brutal. Right. That's right. So and he's kind of, he's pawing at it. Cause those paper cuts sting. He, actually, I think he had a little bit of lemon too, and he squirted it. Oh, in he there. squirted some. Oh man, those fucking lemons that grow in Vietnam—they're intense too. Like they're somehow more acidic than normal lemons. Yes. Now, I'm a lemon they were, farmer. They I'm use, growing they, lemons. They, yeah, so they I know. use those to make napalm. People don't know that. <laughs> You just squeeze a little in there. You shake it up. <laughs> right. Oh man! So that guy's pawn ripping his throat out even more. It's than... it's, it's kind of a cool shot, yeah. but I'm like, why is this guy? It's the panic. It's the yes. panic. You got right. fireballs in the sky, so of course you're gonna. Just... Right. I didn't understand. <laughs> you know, Steve gets a machine gun and starts unloading. A guy gets caught on fire somehow. I don't know how that happens. Uh, yeah. It, it's all kinds of insanity. It's it's numb. Everything's crazy. It's every shot you've ever seen of Nam, except Apocalypse Now, where they kind of made the everything guys surfing calm. in the yeah, background. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So everything's kind of coming to. We got the helicopter coming in, and then Ginty well, spots the, that. Right. Yeah, that okay, Viet Cong leader. And shoots him in the back like Ginty would do. Yeah, he's crawling <laughs> through the mud trying to get away, and Ginty sees him. He, I thought he was going to go over and Rudy Ray stomp his Achilles or something. No, that would actually take putting your, like, Maybe a little yourself in danger a little. And yeah, he's not. He's going to shoot you in the back. Yeah, so that's exactly what Kinty does. Just shoots. And then they the throw him in the chopper. The chopper comes on. They put the flak jacket on him, and they haul ass back to America. Yep. And then we get that beautiful song. We open up, and we get a five hours like a helicopter view of New York City. We see yeah. the Statue of Liberty. We see Times Square. We get it all. I again. I, I wrote off this opening, and I shouldn't have. It's no. just I wasn't ready for Ginty. I thought I was ready. I wasn't. You're never ready for Ginty. You're never ready. Okay, so we go to the present day. We're in New York. We're just loading up some carts. Yeah. Salt of the earth. Work. These were these are our frontline workers today that we've already given up on, yeah. and now it's just right. like, what? Hazard pay? COVID's, COVID's gone. Open up the economy. Please, now. So we see, as you'd expect, Mike, Steve James, slaving away, toiling away. Ginty, by the way, is sitting, 
just off on the side. He's drinking his third cup of coffee, eating his fifth hot dog of the day. Auntie's he was like, just by the little crowd. Hey, boss, uh, I got this case of a little diarrhea here. I'm going to be in the bathroom for an hour or two. Is that okay? <laughs> oh. All right. And then, like, Steve's like, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go between Steve and Mike, the whole fucking thing. So I know. Stick I know. with me. It's but, hard because we love Steve James right. so much. So, we so just Mike is Steve. like. I've heard this one before. I guess I'll be doing his job as well as my job. So Mike is just loading up, you know, beer can on beer can. He's getting ready to take it all in. Of course, he you, when you're when you're working the docks and everything, because of course it's right on the on the docks, always, always on the docks, and it's like storage for a grocery store or something. I mean, yeah. they're hauling pigs, they're hauling fucking yeah. beer. It's all that, but we we. He, Steve just got a seven cents. I just did it. Steve's got a seven cents for these rich folk because well, they're not rich; they're mobsters. Yeah, well, they come in in suits, so you of course yeah. they got well, money. Well, yeah, one looks like Big Bubba Rogers. Okay, if you're a WWF fan, it's Big Boss Man. But he was—that's what he looked like oh. back in the eighties. Okay, so it's a big, burly, fat dude with like a suit on, nice little cop mustache there too. All right. And they go out to the boss, and they see the boss. He's, like, doing all the accounting, and he puts aside some money for these guys to protect this, your this money. This is Mike's boss, by the way. Yes. And he hands, like, a like, big wad of cash to Big Bubba Rogers, and then they yeah. just take off. He's old school, like, getting uh, people's pay together. He's counting by the nickel each, like, what each person's pay is. Because you get cash payments uh, working on the docks. As, as, of course, because there's probably shady shit going on. Those beer cans are probably full of P2P or something. So, yeah, they pay off the tax, man, and we just go back down. John, God, I don't even want to remember his character's name. Well, Mike, he's still sweating, getting everything. Then the boss comes out and goes, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm racist, and I think you're amazing. That's how I don't really say this about black people, but you do a great job. (laughs) You're on time. You do your job, and you go home, and you don't complain. Unlike some people, and then he looks back, and we see Ginty with his seventh cup of coffee. He's finally coming out of that bathroom that he's just he's destroyed. Like, just yeah. Got like a porno mag in his hand. Like, oh, don't go in there for a little bit. <laughs> I just sort of light a match, somebody. <laughs> Anybody got a match? And Anybody and, seen match? And then he goes up to Mike. He's like, well, we, you know, we've got to tip a lot. Why don't we just fucking leave? Why don't we yeah. go to the bar? <laughs> and Mike's like, no, we got to do it. But tell you what. Because he's always like, oh, you got money? He's always like, like, what's up with that, huh? You got some yeah. money there? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, the boss fucking paid me a little extra because I'm here. I actually I do my do, job. I do the job. So and he's like, well, how about we go to the bar? And you're paying. <laughs> he's like, okay, here, John, here's $2. I'll go get us some coffee. No, he doesn't give him 2 He says, I'll go buy your next cup of coffee and hot dog. You take these uh, these beer cans to storage. Right. So John reluctantly agrees because he's like, oh, at least I'm getting a free cup yeah, of coffee and dog. He carrot dangling in front yeah. of him. So we, we follow John as he walks uh, the beer cans down. And you know what, Murray? We got some ghouls hanging out. Some ghetto ghouls. Some ghetto the ghouls. The greatest Warriors gang that isn't a Warriors gang yeah. of all time. They got a sweet, what was that, a Trans Am? I don't uh, know cars. It was a Chevelle. It was a Chevelle. And it's orange, and it's got the dingle balls hanging on the inside. Very nice. Truck nuts. It says, it's, 
on the drum nuts. It says ghetto ghouls on the side, in case you didn't know. Yep. I see. I thought I was clever when I noticed it because it was just in the t- corner, tucked away. But no, they hammer you with ghetto ghouls. <laughs> hammer Branding. you. It's important. It really is. Ja- jean jacket sprayed on. Their warehouse was just covered with it. Right. So it's like, where do the ghetto ghouls hang out? Maybe there. Right. Ugh. So we see one of the ghetto ghouls is approximately 57 years old, <laughs> yes. and he was actually in the sequel to this movie, according to him, playing the same character. Yes. And I, I, he's been in a lot of shit. He always plays, because he's like a misshapen, like, ugh, I don't know, he's just a weird-looking guy. I think yeah. that's why he gets jobs. He looks it, weird. Yeah. He, he's he, a big guy. Yeah. Wide and, shoulders. Vince McMahon would have casted him in And then uh, we got this 90s. little Che Guevara-looking guy, wannabe, like Che Guevara. He's got the beret on. He's pretty proud of being Puerto Rican because he's got he, Puerto Rican oh, patch. He always has Puerto Rican. I said it to you in text. I was like, this guy should join, uh, what is it, Santana and Ortiz and uh, of AEW Ilk. Ugh. And so they're, like, stealing beer out of this uh, storage thing. Mm-hmm. And Ginty rolls up, hey, what are you guys doing? And then he walks in, and then freezes because like Che pulls out a switchblade, puts it to his throat. Well, as we learned now, Ginty doesn't know how to defend himself. Right. He needs Mike to save him all right. the time. So uh, immediately he's like, I- "I'll suck a dick, whatever you want." <laughs> and they're like, "We just want some beer. What? Whoa! Why did he get all sexual for some reason?" And that's what really... I will really seriously. I don't. I'm not gay, but I'll do it. That's what really ticked them off because they were like, we're just going to take the beer run. There's no need for harm. But after all the dick talk, they're like, all right, we're going to cut your tongue out because we're sick of you. But just so happens that Mike's coming over with the coffees and he's grumbling. He's like, that John always wanted to go get drunk at the pool hall. But, man, I guess I got to keep my eye on him. You know, right. after Nam, it's like, okay, Mike, calm down. Let's Let's just... Calm, but he notices that John left the beer cart out. He's like, right. fuck, now I have to fit. <laughs> I, I was, Can't he do anything Yeah, right? I was ready for him to be a little pissed and get down, you know, really yell at John because that's what we wanted to do as the audience. Right. But no, he's like, fuck, I guess I'll give him a hand. And that's when we walk into the storage cart and we see the, you know, gets does his, being. He does his best Steve James impression of himself. Yeah. yeah. And just starts kicking ass. We get the well, bowling the, sound. Oh, when he, dude, those guys hit him with, with a hard R. They're like, hey, you're just some <laughs> N-word. And he's like, I'm not just any N-word. And he just fucking goes to town on them, suplexing across hoods of cars. John Thankfully, Moxley must have been jealous. this is where they keep all their empty beer cans because just, <laughs> all these cans are empty. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, he probably ruined more inventory than he saved by if he just let them take what they wanted. But it's the principle of the matter. You don't steal from Mike's well, job. And he was also a little upset about the st- – because they do cut uh, Ginty's yeah. neck just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, a little. But a little is too much. And so he just, they haul ass, and he's like, come on, John, let's take out the trash. And he's dragged the fucking dude out. Yeah. So then we cut to some rooftops. Uh, apparently Steve James – key. this is just a random rooftop, by the way. I don't even know if this was the rooftop that Steve lived I'm on. I'm assuming it is. I, I want to believe it as well. But he's keeping some pigeons up there, which right, is very you do cool. In New York, yeah. I, I would like to keep pigeons. That'd be cool. Uh, so they're just chatting it over. Mike's like, you, I mean, John's like, you know, I was all ready to kick their ass. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was just waiting for the one guy. The sunlight was in my eye, and uh, I was just waiting for it to go down. A cloud was coming over. So after that, I, I had him. 
But thank you. And then Mike, he's heard this before. He's like, he passed. Sure you were, buddy. Sure you were. Well, so uh, I saw that big wad of yours, of course, talking about your money, not your dick. <laughs> we saw but, both, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, so how about that bar? Are you ready to go to the bar now? It's like, John, I got to respond. Like, all right. I, I, can do I don't know why, but I can't say no to you. I'm going to yeah. tell my wife to fuck off. And the kids. It's for- it's 8 a.m., by the way. <laughs> He's like, I let me just go see my kids off to school, and then we'll go to the bar. <laughs> right. It's 8 a.m., and they're about to go play pool. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. All cows. And so, and like his wife, Maria, she's like, John again. He's like, baby, come on. You know, we were in Nam. She's like, okay, go to the fucking bar. Well, that's going on, John. I guess he didn't wash his face from yesterday. He still has blood on his chin. Uh, this same day, dude. And that gives them a well. They worked the they night crew, the, I guess. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know how to explain it, but that's the timeline. <laughs> and he has a flashback to Nam again. He sees that yeah. head being chopped off. Yeah. Very that, overly dramatic. Uh, like, come on, he's got pricked in your fucking. It's just chin. like the strobe light of that red flare just flashing, and I was like, man, that's giving me PTSD. It's too much. So Mike, he goes back to the roof. John's gone. He's like, oh, asshole. He's probably in the front of the house. He (laughs) goes down, back down. Again, great. I mean, it's depressing that this was New York at one time, but all that fucking rubble and everything, it's it's insane. Like, cool shots, the exteriors and everything. But He's going to meet John. He bumps into the the fucking ghetto ghouls. They don't let anybody just kick their ass. Yeah, he's got to go through, like, this little wedge in the fence. So there's a little choke point there, and wow. Is that not a foreshadowing to something that's about to happen here? Yeah. So one ghetto ghoul is around the corner that he's about to round, and then another one comes through with a giant chain link and grabs him by the throat. Starts strangling Steve, and they pin him down to the ground, and then Che, little Che, comes out with a garden rake. Okay, I was reading the synopsis of this movie, and they were like, he busts out a dagger. And I was like, that was not a dagger. That was a little garden rake. Yeah, and he just goes, oh, right into his spine, and then just yanks it down. Man, I wonder if he, like, does that thing I did as a kid where when you have, like, a sweater on or something, and you pull your hand back, and you just have the little rake hanging out. And, yeah, I bet he did. And totally fucks up our man Mike. He's just like, great yeah, he like digs it in his back. Do you remember? Do you, do you ever see the uh, the fake operations that people would do where they're like, yeah, yeah. self psychic surgery. Yeah, yeah, psychic surgery. It looked like that because he's digging this garden rake. And it had that him. really. I don't know what was going on with like the sixties and seventies. The blood was like really orangey looking. It's like really fake looking. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't get the color right. Oh, I mean, maybe they were trying to go for something really to pop out because of the green background it was going against. I don't know. So we cut like we were saying. There's a lot of weird cuts. I mean, he's immediately in, in the hospital now. Yeah, we don't even get like John finding finding him. him. Yeah, how? how? And uh, so he's they find out he's paralyzed. He probably will never walk again. He's got a fucking trach on and a, and a fucking oxygen mask with holes in it. I don't know what was going on with that because yeah. how do you have an oxygen mask with holes in it? Purpose, <laughs> right. but he's all. They're selling it that he's fucked up. Yeah, got a little bit of pack jelly on the chest, looking good. I mean, he's still obviously because we know Steve James is like, if I got an opportunity to be shirtless, I'm going to take it. I'm taking it. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, 
we just cut to John. This is the weirdest cut of the movie, I th- I, I think, because it just softly goes into the nighttime. John has captured, we out of nowhere, he has one of the ghouls. Yeah, and, one we haven't seen. Yeah, one we haven't seen. But he, like you said, they're good at branding, so they got their, their, their jackets. Say, yep, and of course he's got a nice red bandana on, because why not? And John's got them all tied up. And I thought it was funny because this actor is on uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, but really? he plays, I mean, he's like 60 now. Right, but right. he plays like this dweeby, like, lawyer dude. So it was nice. funny seeing him playing a gang member. I don't know if we remember to bring this up in the top half, but um, we were talking about the, the flamethrower and how both covers of Exterminator have him and his flamethrower on it. He barely uses the flame like that is not he doesn't use it at all in this one he just threatens to use it yeah he threatens to use it here and that somehow became the imagery of this movie and even the second movie (laughs) doesn't use a flamethrower somehow is the cover of that one too it makes no fucking sense so he starts threatening the guy's like i don't know anything and he pulls out the flamethrower and starts waving under his nose. Yeah. Just heating up your memory. <laughs> and oh, God. He's like, okay, okay. It's the, our, our clubhouse is at this street. And then just spills it all. Yeah. And he's like, you're lying to me. I'm going to come back. And he just leaves the dude. We don't know what happens. Somehow this guy gets out, apparently. Yeah, that's right. He does somehow get out, or they just forgot. And, and then so we go to the, uh, I always want to say Groovy Ghoulies, because it was like a Groovy car- that, was, that was a cartoon as a kid. I like it. But uh, the Ghetto Ghouls uh, Clubhouse, which is just the second floor of an abandoned building. And again. I love this. It's the second floor. You don't commandeer the whole entire building. This is the second floor. Just the, well, the first floor has been probably just like rubbish and everything. So they well, that's where, that's probably where they keep all their stolen goods because they have. we've learned they have a bunch of TVs in there. Maybe. But again, how could you not find this fuck pad because it's, it's, the whole walls are spray painted, like the whole exteriors with ghetto ghouls. And I mean, we see it in the daylight and it's just like, yeah, that's pretty obvious that they live there. So well, they got, they're just fucking smoking. They got the Che Guevara poster up. They did, yeah. And they're just, they're dancing to uh, little foreshadowing. Burn, baby, burn. Disco uh-huh. Inferno. Disco Inferno. And we uh, see that, that homunculus guy, like, dancing with these women. Looks like, looks like the human version of the thing from the comic You're books. right. Yeah, he, he was like, very, like, very dancing stiff. with these prostitutes. <laughs> Uh, and they're having a good old time, man. They've forgotten about Mike. Yeah. Mike is yesterday's news, Cla- literally. Classic marijuana party. You got boobs out. You got you got some asses in there. It's a great time. Great time. It is until John shows up. As always, whenever John shows up, the party dies. <laughs> and he's got his M16 that he, he, took, he brought back from Nam. PTSD from and an Nam. M16 is the only thing he brought back from Nam. And he just barges in. He's like... Bitches leave. Bitches leave. And then he starts, you know, hey, you motherfuckers, you killed my friend. And then he's like, it was just an African American. He doesn't say African American. Yeah. And then, and then he comes back with a great line. That African American was my best friend. <laughs> he did not say African American. <laughs> and so the guy tries to like get at Ginty. Ginty just blows him away with the, the, the M16. Yeah, one guy tries to surprise him. He goes off to the side, and he thinks that Ginty doesn't have peripherals because the jowls are in the way. Right. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, so Ginty shoots the shit out of him, and then I think he, he might just wing another uh, guy. Well, no, it's just another weird cut. He's just like. 
That's right. Because he, just, he takes he next thing you know, the they're in another building, and I don't know where they're at. Yeah, and they're tied up on the ground, and we see there's garbage everywhere with rats on there. Yeah, and there's like a fresh apple and banana. It's like, wait, are you feeding the apple? Dude, a- you can't have a movie garbage scene without a banana peel. It's just that the law. It has to like just like anytime anyone's carrying a bag of groceries, there must be something green hanging out, like, yeah. like celery or like lettuce. Of course, you have to. It's like have you ever noticed that no one uses disposable lighters in movies ever? They always use Zippos. Nobody has a disposable lighter. That's a good point. Even if they don't smoke, they have it carry a Zippo. I will have you know in this movie they use a matchbook instead. Yes. So Well, that makes a little more sense. I like it. So, yeah, he's just like he just leaves them for the rats. I mean, let's the rats take care of business. He actually saw Rats Night of Terror, one of our classic episodes, <laughs> yeah. and said, "This is what you deserve." Yeah. So I like this. Now we're going into, because, again, Ginty is our monster of this movie. So we're actually going to cut over to the star of this movie, according to IMDb's <laughs> list of uh, the actors. The guy who had the biggest name at the time. Yeah. Christopher George, who last time we saw Christopher George, he was the maniacal, uh, synchronized swimming obsessed villain from way back in oh our history. Oh, my God. Uh, Ten to Midnight? Enter the Ninja. Enter the Ninja. Holy He was shit. Shokazuki's boss. No shit. And we haven't talked about him in at least two years. That was one of our first episodes. God damn, yeah. And so, yeah, he's fucking, he's like the Ric Flair cops, always styling and profiling. Got the turtleneck with oh, the yeah, fucking right. button-down shirt and the blazer. He is a detective, and he's going to be, I, I mean, this is a. He's always on the trail of the exterminator. Yeah, it, it's classic movie, you know, structure here. So he's going to be one step behind all the all uh, the exterminators doings. Yeah. So we arrive at the uh, Yeah, I, I'm assuming that yeah, he must have left the bo- he must have put them on the bottom floor. You're right, there was quite trash in the bottom floor because they find the bodies in the the the, the clubhouse. Yeah, okay, okay. And they're also finding a bunch of stolen TVs. He's like, "Hey, Dalton, you need a TV?" I like this. You know, we talk we've talked about civil forfeiture and how it's fucked up uh before. The cops are just walking away, and they're, like, loading things into their own personal cars and everything. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, this was stolen, so it's ours now. Right. It's not stealing if you're a cop. Possession's nine-tenths of the law. Exactly. So uh, they're getting away with all the cool shit, all the VCRs, all the tapes of WWF, you know, the good ones, the 70s. And uh, Dalton's like, ah. This is crazy. Who would do this to somebody? <laughs> and then you have a nice transition back to John Lowe. He's actually doing his job today. Yeah, we well, asked. He doesn't have Mike to cover for him anymore. Yeah, he actually seems a little more bright right now. Right. Like he's like singing along. He's like got some pig heads. Good to put him in a troll. Well, he got revenge. It's the movie's over, right, Griff? It's just done. I mean, yeah, he did get his, he got the revenge on the people <laughs> who killed his buddy. So yeah, he's well, got to be done. Yeah, wrong. Because as he's loading up that meat, Blake Bubba Rogers comes back with his buddy. It must be that time of the week to get the pick up the payoff. Yep. And he's just like he's decided right then and there. I'm judge, jury, and executioner. And you're you know you're wondering during this movie like why do we keep seeing the suits? Are you gonna are you gonna tell me anything about them? Well, don't worry because we're gonna cut to a rich dude and he's having a nice cigar breakfast. The Don. Yeah, the Don, and of course he's he's looking f- through the newspaper for his Buck Rogers comic strip. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck is this Garfield shit? Yeah. I don't like Mondays. What the fuck is that? What Where's is Buck Rogers? What is lasagna? I go to Vinny's <laughs> to get me a nice 
<laughs> and he's got the young chippy on the side. He's like, you don't even fucking know who Buck Rogers is, do you? You Garfield loving bitch. Get oh, out of here. Yeah, he... I got to talk to somebody. Ugh. And then this guy comes in, I assuming from the government. He's like, look, the people in Washington, they want you to cut the price of meat down. Wink. Yeah. Your beef is out of this world. It's too expensive. And then Don comes back. Where's the beef? And then he's <sighs> like, I don't know, sir, but wink, wink, lay up. He's like, I'm trying to run a business here. Look, things are getting hot in Washington. Just chill out for a couple weeks. All right, but what am I paying you guys for? You can't even get me Buck Rogers in the paper. You bring me some good news next time or I'll have your tongue. So now we're going to go check back in on Dalton. I don't know how he's going to figure out who the exterminator is because he's he got gets, no leads, he's man. He's got contacts, though. But he's got, yeah, People of course. People got their ears to the ground. You go yep. you go to where the whoas hang out first when you ever want to know anything. Naturally, though. Yeah, they, they just hear Well, you everything. assume if the, they were having a party, they had to have whoas at it. So he's like. Good thinking. I got a spot. So he goes to the local truck stop. He's yep. looking for those lot lizards. Yep. And he's like, hey, the, the role that. Fucking uh, Steve James tried out for this guy. He's <laughs> like, you didn't hear from me, but uh, Hot Pants Sulahan, who's over on 31st and Maine or whatever the fuck, she knows what's going on with those ghoulies. Yeah, she she might have a little bit for you. And he's like, thanks. See you later. Hey, hey, I got a few uh, tickets here. Can you take care of those <laughs> for me? <laughs> And then I think like Dalton just tears him up. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You could do that back in the back in the seventies in New York. Just can tear up a fucking ticket. And I'm not paying it. So to prove that we're at a truck stop, you know, we do have a trucker talking to a prostitute, and um, you know we're we're having some fun with that whole bit. I don't even remember what happens here, but we go over. Well, to- hot pants is. She's hanging out. He's like, he notices her green hot pants. That must be hot pants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we go over to Dalton, who, of course, is just surveying the scene. Well, he's probably, you know, had his way with her a few times. You know, tried out the merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Think so? Yeah, I think so. Because he pulls up, and he's like, hey, what's happening, toots? And she gets in there. He's like, she's like, look, I want to say, like, this is how bad the economy was. But if you're a perv, it was a great time to be alive. Because pussy was super cheap. I mean, because she's like... 15 for regular, 25 for any weird shit, like well, anything. And then Dalton holds up some yeah. handcuffs. And then she's like, that'll be 35. I'm like, wait a minute. You just said 25 <laughs> for anything I wanted. Yeah. What the fuck? A lot of bait and switch going on in the sex industry at this time. A lot of bait and switch. And he's like, oh, babe, I'm hauling you in. She's like, oh, damn it. No, this is some bullshit. So uh, I believe we go straight to the precinct. Yes. Takes her in for questioning. Puts her in a place they usually don't keep the prostitutes. You know, we've seen enough cop movies. They always keep them out in that open area. Because we always see, whenever we have cops uh, congregating like in the office, we see them somebody hauling in some prostitutes. Yep. No, this is like a like a dank-ass cell. Yeah. And she's already starting to sweat. She's like, I, you don't bring me here. And he's 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 just fucking mind-fucking her. He's yeah. not even saying anything. He's just like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And then goes, grabs her purse, dumps it out. That's what gets her real upset because, I mean, you can't do that. He has no reason. Well, I guess I guess he did arrest her. Yeah. So I don't. I still don't know if you can technically go through their purse, but well, he, he starts does. rifling through it. It's and, like condoms, tampons, fucking 
Princess Aura's panties. Yeah, I, I didn't get what was going on there, and but silver uh, dollar. The, and then she sees a syringe, and he just goes. Doesn't say he he pulls the dad move. He's just shaming her into spilling her guts. He's like, yeah. I'm I'm so he disappointed. He takes it one step further and rips her shirt to show the track right. marks, and that breaks her, dude. That it did. worked, of course. It he did. He did the disapproving dad move, <laughs> and she's like, I'll tell you anything you want. Oh, I'm such a oh failure. And, he, and so I she, mean, if she really, if he really wanted, she's to break like, all I saw were jowls. I don't know. And he's like, Charles, let me write that down. <laughs> I was just going to say, if you really want to really cut through someone, you just got to show them a picture of that ginty face because that'll, that'll do it every time. <laughs> All right, so we got to join John again, unfortunately. He's back at the hospital, and he is so pumped because he has just killed multiple people. And obviously, well, he's pumped because he never thought he could do it without Mike's help. That's true. That's so he's true. Proud of himself in a way. He's got a little brother complex. He's like, I, I beat level three without you, big brother. I did it. I didn't need you to, you know, put in the Konami code or anything. Steve James acting the fuck out of his eyes. How, how is he so good? How does he outact Ginty without the use of his hands, mouth, just his eyes? Just his eyes. That's all you need. It's the windows to the soul. And, of course, we can read eyes. Right. Uh, yeah. I forgot who taught us. It was, I believe... Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop, yeah. So, we're reading... He's saying so much, yet yeah. nothing at all. And unless you read and eyes, yet, you the opposite, Ginty's saying so much and nothing at all with his mouth. And he's like, look, I got him. I got him, boss. I got this idea, too, young. You got these hospital bills. I got an idea to get money. We see Steve's like, no, no, don't. You've you've done enough. Don't. Yeah. don't He's try- it, it's the whole confusion of no means no, yes means yeah, no, action means yeah. So he's, he's getting the mixed signals because <laughs> Ginty is dead set on his plan here. Yeah. And so he's reading uh, Steve's eyes anyway, any way he wants He to. can't read eyes. So he's just, he's just, yeah, you want me to do that? Okay. And he takes off. So uh, we've already seen our mob boss once here, Gino. And now he's he's getting ready to go out, but of course we gotta we gotta do a little foreshadowing here. So we see him; he's got a nice Doberman, right. l- little aggressive, classic dog of the seventies. He loves these. Like, look at that! He's got like one of those things, pads on his arm. Yeah, the, like, yeah, for canine training. He's like, that's fucking awesome, ah. <laughs> and, he's oh. like, and he's like, well, we got that reservation at Vinny's. <laughs> yes. He's like, hey babe, you ever had a Mexican Italian fusion? <laughs> No, but it sounds great. They got the best guaca mastroni you've ever had, babe. <laughs> guaca mastroni. <laughs> and she's like, that sounds great. Oh, God. So they go over to Vinny's. Good old Vinny's. I uh, mean, they're, they're just sitting down. They're enjoying a nice little guaca mastroni. Well, they, yeah, they got the Chianti with the salt rim glasses. Of course, classic. of course. And then Gino's just like, <laughs> pardon my French, but I got to go destroy the toilet. <laughs> I got whoa. Bruno, go check out the bathroom. Check Make out. sure you know it's I clean. get a little shy when I gotta destroy a toilet. Well, he's all. I think he's walked in. We've all done this, where you walk in and someone shit all over the toilet. <laughs> so he wants to make sure he's got a clean seat to work with. Well, no, he wants to make sure he won't be blamed when he fucking shits all over the toilet seat. Because, <laughs> like you said, he's gonna destroy the seat. That's yeah. why he, he purposely held it in because he didn't want to ruin his own. <laughs> that's why he immediately he's like, "Hey, I gotta get this out before I put some more food in." And maybe, maybe that's what he gets off on. 
Sean is like just destroying toilets, well, public he, toilets. He's ready to destroy. You know, he takes his jacket off. He's like, this is going to be an Olympic level shit. I mean, he goes to full Costanza and takes fu- his shirt <laughs> off. He puts, his, puts a headband, a sweatband on. <laughs> he uses this as a sweatband. <laughs> but his goon, excuse me, his goon does go through, checks the su- toilet. Right. He feels under, you know, the, you know, make sure there's no weird shit. He's, he, he's seen the Godfather, right. so he checks to make sure there's no gun above, you know, the 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 water tank or whatever. He's like, "Okay, boss. It's all clean in there." But our camera, it suspiciously alludes to the trash can and how it wasn't checked. And then Ginty the Grouch just pops up. Yeah, after the Don has walked in and gone into Very the Very reminiscent of uh Zadar popping out of the laundry thing. Yes, it really was. I didn't put that together. And you were right. we just all we hear just the Vile noises coming from that stall. The door just, actually pops out of a trash can as well. So it wasn't yeah, just the laundry cart, uh, but he pops out of a trash yeah. can. <laughs> so we just hear splashes and farts, and it's, it's just vile. It's grotesque. Even Ginty's like, oh, yeah, yeah, and we're seeing Ginty, and that's grotesque enough, but here these, <laughs> oh, oh. We're hearing the audio version of looking at Ginty. It's like we're getting hammered twice. Yeah. And so he finishes, like, <laughs> ruining another one. <laughs> he, he's actually kind enough to wash his hands, though. And he's really washing. He's like COVID washing his hands. Like, he's getting down to the bone here. He's singing Starting Over from John DeHart Starting over. for 10 seconds. So Getty has prepared himself a nice syringe. Of something. We don't know what's in there. But, yeah, he's he's got it prepared up. And uh, we get this beautiful shot. And uh, Gino, not beautiful at all. Yeah, it isn't beautiful. It is again grotesque. So he looks up in the mirror and just sees that haunting, jowly (laughs) figure, and that's enough to just rob you of your voice. It it makes you go mute. Yeah, his hair turned white. It was that terrifying. Because obviously, if you get stuck with a syringe, he's like, "Was I I saying Bloody Mary in the mirror?" It's like, no. Be- bloody because obviously, when you get injected with something, it doesn't immediately no. ruin your uh, your he body. And knock you- he didn't even need to use the syringe. <laughs> he doesn't realize the power of his own jowls, or he refuses to believe that's what makes people fall. You know, faint. So, Ginty, I didn't even realize this. Applaud Ginty for his ability to drag people through craziness because he knocks out uh, Gino, who is a large man. And manages to drag him out through a window. Meanwhile, he doesn't even know what's happening out in the restaurant anymore, but... Well, uh, when he's out in the restaurant, one of his goons is talking to Vinny. Yeah. And, like, Vinny's like, any good jokes for me? (laughs) And he's like, well, pick up mobster day. (laughs) So, so Don Gino walks into a doctor's office with Doberman on his head. (laughs) Doctor says, what can I do for you? The Doberman says, "Yeah, get this done off my ass." And oh. then, and then the the the, the girlfriend's like, oh, "Bravo, bravo!" She's so into it. She's like, "Take me home and fuck me now." So they give up <laughs> on the Don. His guards just disappear. And Big Bubba just goes with them to watch. They both take off. I say, I don't even know how Gino realizes that happened, but he realizes <laughs> Cause you, it because he knows. Because every time they go to Vinny's, we know. That Big Bubba's got a fucking new joke. Yeah. And it always, and it always makes him angry because, you know. He's the show. He's right. supposed to be the star. So, yeah. So, another quick cut. 
We just cut to... I'm sorry. John, through that tiny bathroom window that's eight feet up in the air, he manages to get to Don through it and pulls himself through it, too. I was like, how is Kitsy this agile? I was thinking was... Where's Snake Eater when you need him? He could have had a perfect toilet trap waiting he, to happen. He could have had the toilet. Oh, look at this. Vinny got that new <laughs> carpet I was telling about in the back. I'm just, I can't wait to step on this thing. <laughs> Electrocuted. But yeah, so we got we got Gino come to. He's chained up. hanging, Dangling from the rafters. Yeah, and then slowly this ginormous meat grinder. Industrial-sized meat grinder. Gets pushed over underneath them, and Gino's like, whoa, 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 what's that for? Is that a steamed cannoli machine? What is going on here? Oh. And then Ginty's just drooling a little, and yeah. he's like... Hey, you got any money? <laughs> you got any money for me? And he's like, sure, sure, whatever you want. I got 20 grand, 30 grand. Yeah, I got easy cash. I got cash, liquid cash. I, I, I'll give it to you. Just get me down from here. What are we doing? It's like, uh, is it really going to be that easy? Well, yeah. I mean, I'll make it easy for you. How easy? I'll give you my address, the key. Well, where's the money? Combination lock. Gives him the fucking alarm, the, the code of the alarm system. What about your goons? And this is what we are alluding to a moment yeah. ago. He's like, my goons took off. <laughs> my lady went to go fuck Bruno. And he's like, anything else? And then he remembers back to that dog. Nope, nothing yeah. else. He has his own PTSD flashback to his dog. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I thought it was just being on the toilet was a PTSD flashback. <laughs> <laughs> So we, so we just cut straight to the, cut to the chase. We're yeah. right at the Don's place. And I got to hand it again to you. He's pretty sneaky. He gets in that door. He un, un, you know opens the lock. He gets in. Like he's t- on tippy toes. Yeah. But then, well, he's not too sneaky because dumbass fucking runs into a dog dish, spills the water everywhere, which pisses the dog off. Yeah. See, this is the scene I didn't like. There's so much wrong with this scene, and I'm not just talking about the fact that Ginty is about to murder a dog that's just doing his job. I mean, fuck you, Ginty. The fact that, because um, the dog immediately attacks him, and we get blood everywhere. That was kind of cool, though, the fact that there was just like... <laughs> I've seen, I, when I'm playing with my dog, it looks more vicious in this scene. Yeah. It's just him wrestling with a dog. Yeah. But, but it, he, and he knocks a bunch of shit off the counter, the kitchen counter. It, it just so happened that uh, uh, Gino must have been cutting up a turkey or something because he left the electric carver out. I was like, is it that hard to carve that you needed electric carvers? I know. I, I was really like, why Why that? that was, Not that, a knife. That's a very 70s thing. I don't think they even make those anymore. They do. Oh, God. Yeah. They're not a carve, people. It's not that hard. It really isn't. And yes, like you said, he grabs the fucking uh, carver. Electric Thankfully, Charlie is plugged in, and you just hear him like, "Oh, you know, we our imagination, theater of the mind." He kills the dog. Yeah, well, yeah. The cries you hear—that's too much for me. So, John has just splattered blood everywhere. There's evidence covering <laughs> this kitchen. Right. He cleans his hands. He cleans off the electric carver. A half-assed job, by the way. And then he just looks out to the moon, points at it, loses the moon for Sees his finger. The heavenly glory? Huh? Does he see the heavenly no, glory? No, he, he loses it for his <laughs> finger because John is so short-sighted. 
And uh, he's just like, oh, that motherfucker. So he returns to that uh, warehouse. Well, first he destroys Gino's toilet. He's one <laughs> toilet destruction deserves another. Leaves a little more evidence around. <laughs> well, there's no DNA evidence back then, so you get away with it. Oh, that. okay, okay. I mean, they, they, they have blood types and that kind of shit. Yeah. But. So he returns back to that warehouse because he's just been sighted. Gino fucked him over. You know, He didn't tell him about the dog. He's like, hey, thanks for telling me about the dog, and just hits the lower button, and then we... We hear some good screaming. I like the screaming. Oh, no, I didn't like this screaming. I like the guy getting caught on fire later screaming. Uh, this is just, Mamma Mia. Oh, tell Vinny I love him. And then we see just some hamburger go through. Like, there's no clothing or anything going through. It's just. Yeah, no <laughs> no clothing, no blood or anything. Just, yes. yeah. Just some nice ground chuck. Oh, yeah. So, fuck, man. John's losing it, dude. I mean, he didn't have to do that. He got what he wanted. Yeah. So, of course, you have to, bu- you know, you you do you got your John scene. We got to go back to Dalton now. What's he doing? How's he figuring out what's well, going on here? He's checking in with, I guess, one of the, the groovy ghoulies survived. <laughs> I like him better as the groovy ghoulies. <laughs> and Cor- he, he, lo- he looks like the fucking dude from the guy. Samurai got- Cop. Yeah, he's yeah. all bandaged up. Everything's bandaged up, and his lips are burnt, so he can't talk. <laughs> Right. And the nurse tells him that. I love it. The nurse leaves. And he knows the nurse for some reason. Yeah, like, Megan. Yeah. Yeah. He even I love that the nurse leaned in, Samurai Cop Jason, and is like, Yeah, he's not gonna say much. Not and then they have much. a little tete a tete where she's like, Do you want to fuck me? Uh bingo. Bingo. <laughs> and then she, She's like, Well, first you gotta take me out to dinner. Yeah. She uh by the way, she works the night shift. So it is. Yeah, he's like, hey, do you like you like eating? Do you like food? Yeah, that's his line. Do yeah. you like food? Do you like food? <laughs> he's like, I know the great. He's like, what's your favorite food? And she's like, well, I'm very fond of Italian and Mexican. Those are my two favorites. <laughs> he's like, I got the greatest fusion place you ever saw. But unfortunately, it's three in the morning, so we can't go. How about a picnic in the middle of Central Park when the crime rate is through the roof? I'm a cop. And she's like, that sounds great. So we get this nice sa- – I was like, what is this movie? I'm still struggling. I do like this movie, but I'm struggling to figure out the tone and the direction because we get this love scene of them hanging out. And I was like, wait, so they knew each other, and now they're rekindling an old relationship. So, of course, there's only one song that we be playing in the background. Over, and you feel like you're gonna Why did I ever let you slip away? Over you fool, it's easy to do. Don't lay it an ending, get a hold of you. Walk towards the future, get out of the past, and remember the good things in life. You know that sometimes last. I didn't realize John DeHart was so heavily used so back prolific. in the, I, yeah. didn't, I, I thought I, it, I didn't know where Dalton got the ice cubes for nipples. I mean, that was. I know. Like, they didn't even have a cooler there. So we were just <laughs> keeping them in his pocket. It was, maybe it was dry ice. That's dangerous. You don't put that on yeah, nipples. You do not put dry ice on nipples. Clearly, Megan's into that real hard shit. Yeah, she, and, she is. Yeah. Okay, okay. That makes sense, then. Speaking of hard shit, we go, <laughs> and I don't talk about Gino. <laughs> We go back to the filth of Times Square, where we get a guy whose character's name is Chicken Pimp. Yeah, 
This is taking the movie into a third weird direction. Oh, my God. This guy perfectly casts. He's just oozing grease. Mm. He was like, ugh. He's got the comb over, everything you could think of that's gross. Yeah. That's not Ginty. He's, the shirt he was wearing, too. Yeah. It wasn't, was just... it like, wasn't it like a, like a Hawaiian shirt or something yep. with, like a, with like a leather jacket over it? And he only had like the middle button mm. done, so it was like, has the chest flaring out and a beer belly going down below. It was, it was too much. He had and a then, little flat tire, not like a huge belly. And uh, a prostitute was like, hey, big boy, you want to do something? He's like, yeah, matter of fact, I do. You want to make 100 bucks? She's like, 100 bucks? I'll do anything. You bet your sweet hot pants I 25 do. 25 bucks, I'll do anything. 35 for handcuffs. 35 for handcuffs. And he's like, well, come with me. Takes her to this fucking fucked up sex dungeon. Uh, we just we cut away. We just see a door close, and it's all padded. And there's just this tiny little like three inch by three inch square window there's that's a got a door. Mask just hanging on the wall. Like yeah, there's eight by ten glossies <laughs> of dicks everywhere, and you can see them in the like over their shoulders and shit. And you're like, wow, this is gonna be. Something. And he's like, and then he whips out the strap on dildo. He's like, yeah, I got this client here. He likes to fuck young boys while being fucked by a broad. And wow. she's like, whoa. Is that Whoa. the, excuse me, is that the Incelsior 3000? <laughs> you better believe it is, baby. Because I've, I've worked with the 2000. That was beautiful. This You're... is state of the art. What do you think? We're some kind of rinky-dink thing here? This is state of the art. Oh, my God. And she's like, but I ain't, I ain't in the fucking kits. I'm out of here. Yeah, I can't get down with that. Like, You'll stay in, bitch, because you already locked the door. She ain't getting out. Yeah. And while that's going on, George Costanza is like at the end of the hallway wearing a towel with pants on. <laughs> but he is shirtless. <laughs> he might have been shitting, too. And he's just licking his lips, watching her. Oh, God. And he's like, bitch, you're going to do what I fucking tell you. Come here. And he grabs her, takes her another room, stands it, and follows. Yeah. And... He's like, he like throws her on the bed, and he pulls out this like soldering iron. Yeah, and because Stan's like, can I do that? Well, sure, it'll cost you extra. He's like, I don't care. Yeah, and then we get the most disturbing scene. We get this close up of the the soldering iron being plunged into some fucking Vaseline. Oh yeah, the burning, and then he goes over, and he, he I, I thought if they would have cut it away there. What you thought happened would have been way worse. Because <laughs> what he ends up doing, it was still a disgusting scene and all, but he goes over and he just like lays it across her tit yeah, and just gives her this huge gnarly burn. So I, I only know that because that's foreshadowing. Sorry, I didn't mean to bury the lead there, but I did. Yeah, he's just painting a picture with a soldering iron all over her tits. So we kind of fade away to just the screams, uh, you know, and it's horrible, it's horrible. And then we go, we kind of zoom back out, and we're watching a, a television broadcast. Right. And the news is reporting, uh, apparently our exterminator has left some kind of manifesto. Right, just saying, if you guys aren't going to take care of the streets, I will. And uh, we continue to zoom out, and we're in some, like, office... This movie again, it's gone to a weird place. We Dude, had <sighs> in this scene, I got excited. I I thought the guy, the guy that not the CIA guy, but the guy in church, I thought it was John P. P. Ryan for a second. Yeah, it kind of looked like it because we have a we did we got a shitty like blurry fucking copy of this. I was like, holy shit, they got John P. Ryan as well. But no, it's not John. P. Sorry guys, it's not. I know I get everybody <laughs> excited. Not John P. Ryan. So apparently there's supposed to be some kind of Congress or Senate. They're politicians. Well, this is a, an election year. This was like yes. 79. And who knew that fucking Jimmy Carter was so ruthless? Everyone acts like he was such a pussy. But he's like, we got to get law and order. Like, you know, people think the country's out of control. Yeah. 
and we need to let them know we're in control. We, we've already sent out some troops to fucking Portland. We got that fucking city taken care of, <laughs> but we got to get New York in you know in check. Yeah, and of course we got to make sure that because I don't know how they heard it, but maybe they know about the huge operation comet ping pong pizza and all that and the child sex ring they're like we got to make sure because we're afraid that that stands is losing it and this fucking this exterminator guy sounds like a QAnon type so get rid of them yeah and the guy's like sure whatever perfect cutaway over to john he's prowling the streets just walking them he's enjoying you know just just enjoying the sight right in the middle of times square back when it was just a fucking porno theater's Left and right, they, they love to do these shots of New York and the from the seventies and everything, where you're walking the streets, you're just seeing crime everywhere, cars right. being broken into, guns firing off, somebody Sam's hanging out. It's all kinds of bullshit. Well, here's the thing: like we're supposed to, I in a normal setting, I think we're supposed to sympathize with John because he's like surrounded by this the filth, we got transvestites pawing at him. Yeah. And again like taxi driver, right. you know. And I all I all I can concentrate on is fucking jowls flapping in the wind. I can't They're like awful. I'm like who's who's the sicko? Yeah, and you've got uh you got like prostitutes walking up. You have uh I don't know if it's crossdresser or, or uh, a transvestite. But you have them walk up and they're like touching John's jowls. Well, you can't. It's like a baby. You got to like p- pinch those cheeks. Uh, yeah, uh, well, that's not what I want to do with those no. cheeks. Uh, well, oh, Murray. <laughs> God damn it. PTSD. I just watched this movie, Murray. Oh, but there is one guy that speaks for us, and this is my favorite person in all the movie. I, I, I'm pretty well, sure. Well, you got to remember, Griff, this was probably not – Times Square was busy. This probably wasn't a closed set. So I think some regular people probably got on this. I, this had to be a candid shot right. because this person speaks for all of us because he gets right up in John's face and he goes, hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> and we're all just like, yeah, fuck oh, you, God. man. I, I'm pretty sure I got that uh, clip into the, to the trailer I made, but oh, I love that, man. So John- someone says fuck, fuck the prostitute. Here's the word fuck. She's like, oh yeah, call yeah. me. Yeah. So the prostitute from earlier, they just got Costanza. I thought I recognized her. Yeah, I, yeah. I figured she died, but yeah, she's well. She's she seems pretty desperate because she's like, look, man, twenty five dollars and five dollars for a room. That's all you need. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm 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 like I'm um, you know browsing right now. And she's like, wait, fifteen, fifteen for me. And he's like, I like the sound of that. Pats his wallet. He goes, like, the yeah. price is right. <laughs> and she's like, I know this place right up here. It's right down the street. Let's do this. I'm just surprised because I, we're not used to heroes that get prostitutes. We're no. used to our heroes just being like everyone falling in love with them immediately. Right. So they, well, they, this Come on. Really... We can't stretch things too far. Who's going to immediately fall in love with fucking Ginty? I know, right? I mean, I just I, assumed he paid for any sex he ever had in his life. I, that's what I, I assume too. So it's very they, believable movie right go now. Go up into this flop house that you can rent it by the hour. And oh we, yeah, the the old pump and dump motels. Right. And we meet uh, this guy who he must have just got straight out of acting school because he's like, my character is going to have this voice, and I'm going to do this and this. Come on, this is the most memorable scene of the movie. You, right. Are you saying this guy was <laughs> shitty? I love this guy. No, he was he was work, he was he was the only person working hard in this fucking movie. Basically, I besides, feel like he besides was, Steve and his eye acting. Good point. I feel like he was trying to channel, and I just, I'm so glad I just realized this. I think he was trying to channel like a Chevy Chase character. Okay. I was thinking the ticket taker in New Year's Evil. That's the vibe I was That works off too. But yeah, so this is where we get into some very serious sheet negotiation. You probably know the rules. 
Five dollars a half hour, five dollars each additional half, ten dollars deposit. Give you back five if you're out on time. Clean sheets, five bucks extra, five bucks deposit on the sheets. You want the sheets? Yeah. You want the sheets? Oh yeah, yeah, you gotta have the sheets. <clears throat> uh, what does that all add up to? Twenty-five bucks. Wow, that's how they get you, Griff. They lure you in with the low rates, and then they just amenities after amenities. Fucking, they he had to put a deposit on fucking sheets. <laughs> for fuck's sake, <laughs> deposit on sheets. <laughs> Who's going to a pump and dump motel to buy like steel sheets? I'm like, I'm fucking standing up. I'm fuck you. I'm not. Like, it's the principle. I'm not going to let someone get away with that. We couldn't even fit in in a in a good clip. All the other things, yeah, because you got to buy the dong bags, because uh, he wasn't coming with his own or whatever. And then, you know, what else do you have? The fan, the candles, robe, slippers, the John DeHart uh, CD. I mean, that's a CD towels. in eighty. To- the towels, of course. There's so much that goes, in. and the difference between the wet and dry sheets, wet naps, wet naps, <laughs> all of that. So I mean, he's down. He's that's down that, that's bucks. called the hooker shower. He's rub what oh. on your crash. <laughs> so he's down like a hundred bucks for this quick lay. I mean, this right. is rough. He's, he's like he wants. He's like ready to get his money's worth. And then well, she's getting addressed. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, what's up with them fucked up titties? See, I thought they just. I. I wasn't sure that this was uh, the prostitute at first. I thought maybe they just reused her. And made her a new character, but oh. then she reveals those titties. And They're all scarred up from Costanza. He's like, hey, I ain't, I ain't paying money for that. Oh, my God. And she's like, oh, I, I can put a shirt on or something. No, no, you ruined them. Who did this to you? Come on. She was a lot harder on him than that. She's like, I'm about to fuck you. What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? But, he, but he's like, I had to pay. <laughs> so they're just arguing for like a half an hour. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? I, I, I lost my boner. Who did this? It wasn't until she started talking about because she reveals that there's like this underground child sex stuff going on, and that's yeah, when she's like, "I was at a chicken boner. shack." He's like, "What? What's the chicken shack?" Yeah, and she's like, "What's well, where fucking pervs fuck young boys?" What? And even as file as Ginty is, even he's disgusted by this. Yeah. So he's just like, where's this place at? He touches her face, Rocky Denison style, where he's just like, what does a normal (laughs) face feel like? And, and of course, he leaves her $10 for that alone. (laughs) And it's like, you can keep the sheets. (laughs) No, return the sheets and get my deposit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's it. You want a tip, get the deposit. And you know you ain't getting the deposit at this. Yeah, place. I got I got some other lead to work on here. Oh, I like that. It's a nice uh, segue. Thank you. So yes, we uh, we get we go back to John's house, 
And he's, um, yeah, he's got, apparently he's got a whole workshop in his house. Or he's right. just in a I think, random factory. I think I read somewhere in England this scene was cut out. And maybe even in America. Because we watched the director's cut. Oh, okay. And I think, because they tell they show you how to make fucking hollow point bullets. Yeah. <laughs> which are illegal. Yes. And so, yeah, he's got the drill press. And he's fucking hollowing out the tips. And he's put a little mercury in it. Uh, yeah. And then he just cuts. And then he puts a little solder on it. And, and like. This is one of those scenes. It lingers for a yes, very long yes. time. I actually was making hollow point bullets while watching the scene, oh, and I did it you? faster. Oh, okay. So in this nine minute clip, we fight, we get, we see he's loading up, and I, I don't remember if we. Yeah, we do see him reveal that he's got a special gun for the occasion and everything. Well, he's got a fucking uh, Kinjitashi case of his yeah. own. Oh yeah, and of it's got does. the got the like foam with the shapes cut out. Yep. And he's got all his guns and everything, and he's he's got the fucking Snake Eater T-shirt. We learned that he was a member of Snake Eater too. I and like now. this, yeah, that's awesome. I was like, him? How could the hell? You want to hang out with Lorenzo because Lorenzo's a pussy magnet. So does the uh, Impossible Expendable movies? Do they take place in Nam or are they like present days? They're present day. There should have been an uh, Expendables type movie where it was all these action stars because we were talking about Nam last week. Uh, John Saxon and uh, J- J- Jim Kelly were in Nam to get like that should have been Cruise. That should have been a movie like all these uh, guys in present day. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not pitching that at all. <laughs> so John's like, all right, I got to head down to the Comet Ping Pong Pizza. That's where the weird sex shit was happening. So he goes there and he's like. Secret knock. Don't knock. Don't knock. And then he's just like, <laughs> yeah, what do you want? Okay, hey, man, I got some chicken for you. <laughs> That's because he knocked. And uh, he's like, oh, you do? Come on in. Oh, my God. I'm was. i I'm looking for that finger-looking good <laughs> stuff. You got the seven herbs and spices? You better believe it, man. And then he's just like, what do you got? He's like, well, I got a five-year-old and a nine-year-old. Mashed potatoes, no gravy. The got mom the OD'd. Nobody knows these kids. These kids are prime meat, baby. Oh, my God. Legs, thighs for days. And he's like, <laughs> licking his fingers. Salivating. And he's <sighs> like, you know what? You're even disgustinger than me. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, I don't have any fucking kids. You got, you're fucking disgusting. Well, that's going on. Costanza apparently lives here. He can't get enough of this place because <laughs> he's back in the – he's watching. He actually finally took his jeans off. Because <laughs> he's like, can you guys shut up? I'm sodomizing a young boy here. Oh. And so, so he goes back to whatever he's doing to a young boy. Oh, no. He just stands there and watches <laughs> as uh, he hasn't what, come another, out. Another quick cut. He, he hasn't come out yet, technically. We just but said. John Pordesta gets kneed in his groin by uh, Ginty. I mean, as, he, as if he's not offended enough by talking to him. John, uh, John knees John right in the groin and then fucking locks him up in a bed or chains him up in a bedroom. Well, wait, we, but that's the thing. We spent nine minutes on the bullet scene. He knees him in the nuts, cut to the guy's chain to a bed all yes. of a sudden. And John is just standing over him, squirting lighter fluid on him. Costanza's rubbing his crotch yeah, in the background. this is where we see Costanza, and he's just standing. I like this. I, I didn't realize it came up so many times. Costanza's always standing on a chair. You notice that he's always got like a step stool or a chair to stand on? Well, because it's like when you like when a bear comes at you, you have to appear larger. Appear than larger, yeah. Right. So he's standing there on he's top of a chair 
rubbing himself <laughs> as John is lighting a matchbook and he turns over. He's noticing, uh, stands over there, and then he tosses the matchbook in. Did we up. say that he threw a bunch of lighter fluid on the guy? Yep, yep. Okay. Mentioned the lighter fluid. And so, yeah, the guy's just screaming because the hand's licking his lips. I like that. And then he, But then he comes to and then runs into the room. Yeah. Lock, he shuts the door. You hear him trying to fiddle with that lock, but you know when you're half afraid, half terrified, those jowls just jowling over to you. You can't. Your fingers aren't just doing their job, right. you know. So he so doesn't get the dead. John in. kicks the door, and he, he said he jumps on that chair to appear larger than <laughs> yeah. life. You hear him from the side. Fucking Ginty just lays into him, like blows those those hollow point mercury bullets into him. Yeah, he just gives him one. He just gives him the one, and he just falls and dies. And then we see there's this young, naked, like fifteen year old boy on the bed, strapped down on his stomach. Yeah, he's ter- this kid. He's selling it well because John is coming in with the knife and he's trying right. to tell him it's okay. He thinks he's scared of the knife. He's afraid of the jowls, John. He's afraid of your jowls. But he cuts the kid free, and he's still the kid is still terrified. Right. Well, yeah. Oh my god! John covers him up, and he's still just like cover face, man. <laughs> like, don't cover me, cover he's like, you. Can you put that mask, that gimp mask out there. Can you put that on. <laughs> and he's like, oh. no, I mean, I'm, I appreciate you saving me, but can you cover up? Yeah. And then we get a nice scene of just Cassandra's <laughs> bloody ass and the soldering, like uh, oh. on there. So we fade away, and we come back to the. It's the next morning. Dalton's already here. How is Dalton already here? <laughs> he's like. He's like, yeah, chicken pimp, you got the like, holy shit, what's going on here? He's pinning up another picture of a nice <laughs> dong because there's there's a bunch of dong pictures hanging out here, and he's putting up it's another like, trophy dong that like, he just that's not a dong, that's a dong, this a dong, this is Dolph Lundgren's dog, <laughs> the biggest dog <laughs> I've ever seen on a man. <laughs> Oh, and so yeah, he's there, and the cops show up, and they're like, "Holy shit! They they set this guy on fire!" Yeah. They, it's like when they, someone falls asleep and they're smoking. And, yeah, and did you hear? Senator Art Vandelay is in the back room. Who knew? Yeah, shit's getting crazy, and he's just like, "Oh, seeing all these dead people and sodomize, sodomize." <laughs> seeing all and, these dongs makes me hungry for some hot dog. <laughs> I gotta go back. I gotta hurry back to the See office. See Weena, eat Weena. <laughs> He's like, I got some Johnsonville brats waiting at the station. So he's like talking to another guy. He's like, I got a lot of leads here, but you know what? And he, while he's doing this, he has pulled the hot dog out of the fridge, and he's just like <laughs> sucking on it. He's like just doing some weird hot dog acting Very here. Very oral. Very oral. <laughs> you would consider that. And he's like, oh, I got a file here. And so we grabs the file. He puts it down on his desk, and then he's like – Looking at that hot dog, and we see this apparatus hanging here, <laughs> right. and he's got these frayed wires, and he's got them taped up with some forks, and he takes the hot dog and sticks it on both these forks. It would it would work to so, close yeah. circuit, right. and so he's gonna fry up a hot dog from a frayed Pulls lamp out wire. Some fucking prey poupon mustard. He's just yeah. licking his lips. He gets a call from like the CSI guys, or he calls them, and they're like, "Hey, we found a bloody footprint. These boots are only sold in Maine." Oh, and he's like, "That sounds interesting. Sounds like a lead. Okay. Look into that." And then he gets a call from 
Hot uh, and horny nurse Megan. Yeah, and you know he he's doing some great acting here. He's trying to play it cool, but you can see he's like all Look, excited. Giddy. He's like, oh man. And she's like, "Look, I got an extra ticket for the Chuck Mangione show in Central Park." I mean, you're not doing anything, are you? And he's like, getting her, he's slathered the gray poupon on that hot dog. <laughs> he's a little embarrassed by it, and he, he like you can see that in him. Like he like Megan can hear him. Just going to, he's not ginty. It's like, we won't hear you munching down on that hot dog, dude. So but he's yeah. like, hey, it sounds like a date. I can be there in 22 minutes. <laughs> 22 minutes. <laughs> he got, he's got it down to the second. He knows yeah. how to get. So they go to the Chuck Mancione. He's playing the one song everybody knows. Yep. He's meeting up with uh, Megan, of course, but Megan has brought a friend. Well, no, a friend just happens to stumble by. Oh, and she's, right. like, she's like, Megan. She's oh, like, and she immediately, she's like, hey, this is a cop I'm dating. Hey, want to smoke a joint? She's like, oh, yeah, cop, sure. Now, look, you guys, I see you're enjoying Mangione, but the only <laughs> way to really enjoy Mangione. And then she's like, by, by the way, abolish the police. Yeah. And that kind of turns off uh, he, our, our man. He Dalton. played it cool, though. Yeah. He played it cool. So he's like, they're walking home. They're just exhilarated from that. Chuck, he did five encores. Five encores, man. Of the same song, by the way. <laughs> the one we all know. I don't know what it's called, but I know that song. It's just called ba da ba da Man, Murray really wants to get into this. So walking home. It's a nice night. Fireflies are out. Crime. Everyone is out doing crime everywhere else. So right. they, they're just talking very peacefully. And uh, John reveal John. Dalton reveals to um, Megan that he was in Nam, and she's like, wow. Well, because they were talking about because she was like a hippie back in the day. Yeah. He's like, well, it was a lot different when I was. And she's like, you were in the shit? He's like, yeah, I was in the shit. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It was some fucked up shit. So the camera just goes up to a street light, and then it comes back down to a park. Same park, probably. I thought it was the same park. I was waiting for Dalton to be well, in It is Central Park. It's a pretty big fucking park. That so. is true. It's like miles long. Right. So, yeah, actually what we're getting to is we've got these hooligans, gooligans, hanging out <laughs> in a right. tree. Old lady, she's like the Tweety Bird old lady, you know? <laughs> yeah. She she comes walking by. She's been grocery shopping at, you know, 3 in the morning. You know how we know? Because she's got some green shit hanging out of, of, her, out of her bag. That's the, <laughs> that's a universal symbol for I'm grocery shopping. I'm grocery shopping. I must have been COVID times where they have special times for the elderly to go shopping. Shit, and they, of course, all old people wake up at 3 in the morning. So right. that makes sense. But she's walking by. The Gooligans are just up in that tree. They're fucking getting rip shit on ham. You know, they're they're just, I don't know. They probably had a couple nacho pastrami sandwiches. <laughs> they they're going crazy, shitting that on kids. Me, I want to beat the shit out of an old lady after a nacho pastrami sandwich. <laughs> they're just shitting on people like they're birds. You know, that's that's what's fun for them. But they drop down on this old woman, and you know they're robbing her and laughing all the way. I'm, She's like, "Please, my I don't my social security check hasn't come yet." And yeah. They're just going through. They're going through her change purse for fuck's sake. Well, this was you know the seventies. <laughs> yeah, so you change, could. Yeah, yeah you could get stuff for change. Yeah, I mean, a cup of coffee and a couple hamburgers is like a nickel. So right. it's, there yeah. you go. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and we noticed it's that same guy from earlier that he threatened with a blowtorch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, one of the Gooligans. Yeah. So and there, there's no mercy. And then, this is another I, I question our hero because a good Samaritan just happens to be driving by in a motorcycle. Hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? And the guy pulls out a knife. Uh, 
you want to start some shit? He's like, whoa, no, no, no. I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah, he just goes over to the old lady, and the Gooligans are like, look, we're, we've had enough of this scene. We got our money. We don't want any of that vegetables. That's bullshit. We're going to go get us some nice White Castle. So they get in their car, and they take off. John just happens to be lurking in the park. He was a, a, yeah. With his gun out. Yeah, that's right. He did have his gun and out. And then the guy, he just immediately just pulls the gun on the Good Samaritan. like, I'm taking your bike. He could have, he, like, the Good Samaritan is 45 feet away from the bike. So John could have just hopped on the bike and taken off because he was tending to the old woman. He John, could have said, hey, I need to use your bike to get those fucking guys. No, he threatens the fucking guy with his gun. Yep. Goes to the guy, tells him, I'm going to fucking shoot your head off with a hollow point bullet. Your brains are going to be splattered everywhere, you drunk piece of shit. Taking your bike. Gives him a nice little pistol whip. Sees that the old lady's noticing him, so he pistol whips the old lady. Hops on the bike and gives shit. It's like, what the fuck, Inti? And since he's fucking like a very good Rocky Dennison uh, reference. Thank because you. His head is so big, he can barely fit the motorcycle. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's like a kid with the hat on where it's just sitting on his head. <laughs> there was a movie we did recently where somebody did it. They had the hat. And <laughs> I don't remember what it was, <laughs> yeah. but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And we were dying over it. It was yeah. killing us. So, so frustrating to see that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, so he chased. There's another thing I love. They just beat the shit out of an old lady, but they're like, whoa, 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 whoa red light, stop. And they're drunk as fuck, and they're still like, we got to abide by some rules. Like, they would get into AEW and be like, whoa, 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 guys, 10-second count-out is a thing. You can't use a chair in the ring. So that red light gives Ginty enough time to catch up to him. Yeah. And they're like, hey, it's that fucking asshole from back there. Let's see what he wants. Yeah, they they just think it's, you know, the Good Samaritan. Right. But they don't. It's too dark. They don't notice the jowls. They don't notice the helmet. Just barely. Well, that fitting was that was head. such a horrifying reveal. Yeah. Because they go, "Wait, asshole, what do you want?" And then he lifts up the face shield, and you see just jowls everywhere. Oh, the face shield was like it has <laughs> grease marks on it because the jowls are just pressing up against it. Oh. And the guy, he is like stunned, much like Gino earlier. And yeah. that's, the, that's enough time to get the drop on him. So Ginty just shoots him with a fucking hollow point. He goes flying. He sells it like a motherfucker. Oh, he absolutely does. This is Shawn Michaels level <laughs> selling. He just, like he goes over the top turnbuckle and into the first two rows. It's he does ridiculous. the the fucking Ric Flair bit where he goes upside down over in the corner. Yeah, yeah, then, that was exactly yeah. Shawn Michaels did that too. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's on my mind. And the other guys take off. They just oh. leave their buddy to die. Oh, yeah. Well, why not? They knew it was a hollow point. You can right. tell by the sound. Right. Well, also, you got to get as far as, as you can away from those jowls. All right. So so we got we got the car chase again. Uh, Ginty's giving chase, but, you know, of course, he didn't get his helmet on correctly, and all that grease is getting in his way now. So he ends up uh, biting ass or spilling well, ass. Well, they, yeah, they, they go to a construction area, and he's... Sp- I didn't get the, there's a construction area. There's parked cars in the, the area. I didn't get what was going on with this scene. Yeah, they forgot if it was a post apocalyptic movie or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, know. They, they thought they were they were they stumbled onto the set of Bronx Warriors. There we go. But yeah, so he's like yeah he he crashes and they're like we got him yeah and then they're they're like it's much like when you're playing a, a card game on a video game but like stuck they're trying to like yeah, get their yeah. car out of this thing and then they they're about to run his ass down and then he whips out his dirty hairy gun. Shoots the driver. They, then all of a sudden they're on an overpass. Yeah, they go over the overpass, and then this, does it? I think he shoots it to make it explode, doesn't he? 
I don't think he does. I remember him wasting one precious hollow point bullet to shoot the driver through the window. Okay. But the car, obviously, the car blows up. It has yeah. to. It's a movie. So, of course, we're going to go to the next morning because this is just how these movies work. And we got Dalton arriving late to the scene. And uh, uh, the car crash scene, that is. In, he's he's over the moon right now because he just... He's I, got laid, dude. Do you think he got laid that night? Yes. That You think Megan fucks on the first date? Yeah. Wait, that was their second date, wasn't it? Yes, and she okay. fucked on the first date. I know that, too. <laughs> we saw We just went over the nipple caressing and all that That's shit. That's right. How can you stop at just nipple icing? I, You know what? How could I believe anything else happened? John DeHart was playing. So, right. of course, they fucked. Oh, right. I'm an idiot. Okay. So he's he's just he's in that glow he's in that glow stage he's right. getting fresh pussy he's like I life is good I don't care about murder anymore I don't care, <laughs> I don't about, care about my job like I got two weeks before pension kicks in so he's I'm just, taking off he's just phoning it in just checking it out and then Shaw the CIA spook shows up and he's like hey I want to work with you uh, do you got any any leads you can what do you think he's like yeah. I think you need to take a shit. You're so full of shit, it's coming out your mouth instead of your asshole. Oh, now, sweet Jesus. I got to make a call to a hot-ass nurse. I mean, I will say, Shaw is throwing out conspiracy theories. He's like, it's Russia, it's Ukraine, it's uh, it's the servers, it's the emails, it's the Clintons. It's Benghazi. It's like it's Benghazi. everything. It's like, come on, and he's dude. like, I, I'm on the phone here. <laughs> and he calls, he's like, hey, Megan, you want to fuck again? And she's like, I'd love to, but I got to work. Wait, wait, wait. I got it. There's this little room, me and the other nurses. We love to call it Midnight Admission. Is there fresh? (laughs) And she's like, you know what that means. There's going to be some Midnight Emission going on if you know what I'm talking about. How do sheets in there? (laughs) Do I got to pay a deposit? Are they fresh? She's like, no deposit. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and then he just he's like he just face palms Shaw. He's like, I don't give a shit what you're saying. <laughs> I'm getting laid right now. We're both gonna get laid on our boss's time. <laughs> yes. The perfect, the, the dream of the of the fucking working people. So he makes a beeline. He even puts a siren on his he, car so we like, can get there quicker. Eleven thirty two. I got fucking twenty eight minutes for that midnight admission. <laughs> So it just so happens that Ginty has showed up to the hospital as well. Well, he wants to check in with his buddy. Yup. And, uh, wow, he's not just checking in with his buddy. He is uh, playing Kevorkian here. <laughs> right. He's like, you don't you don't want to live anymore, do you? He's like trying to talk Steve into it. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, got, he's got children and a wife. Right. Ginty doesn't even care about that. But he knows that Mike understands he doesn't have the money to afford it. This is going to cr- – even if he gets out of this thing, he's paralyzed, eh? He just told him two days ago he had the money. He didn't need to worry about money. It wasn't going to – that was just to get them over for a week. These <laughs> hospital bills, he's going to be paralyzed. He's going to have to be uh, wheelchair. He's going to have to have ramps. Well, he's like, look, do you want me to end it? If yes – Blink two times. If no, blink twice. Yeah, I got distracted for the scene. I didn't see what Steve actually said. Yeah. Well, he didn't say anything. But then again, he said a lot. Uh, the, uh, Murray, he, of course, he said something with his eyes. I'm asking you, what what did he say? So he's like, two yes, twice no. And then... Two that, yes, twice no? Exactly. <laughs> and that confused, like, much like you, that, conf- that, that, he, that you confuses You see him blink confusion. Right. Well, that's the thing. He's like, you want me to kill you? Because he wanted to kill Steve because he wanted Steve out. He wanted to move in on his wife. He wanted to become the father of Steve's kids 
and the husband, his wife. I get it. Yep, I think that's what was happening there. So he's like, you said, and because because he's so ready to kill Steve. Now he pulls the plug. He cuts it. He cut. He's, he's like, there's no sure. way they're bringing you back. It gave him an idea, though, because he sees those frayed wires sparking. He's like, hey, I bet I could tie a couple forks to this, hang it off a lamp, and maybe make a hot dog over it? Well, that's going on fucking Dalton's going to Bone Town across the hall. You just hear the squeaking, beds pounding. Oh, my God, yeah. There's somebody, I'm dying of COVID. Can you please find another room? Shut up. They put a blanket over that guy. <laughs> put, a, put a rag in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, on a ventilator. It's already tough enough to breathe. So I don't want to go to this hospital because it takes like a fucking like five minutes for the emergency thing. That, like, someone's dying to like go off. Yeah, yeah. The so alarm starts Kinsey going just off. Strolls out. Yeah, and then the alarm goes off, and then uh, Megan's like, "No, I have to do this." He's like, "What? What the fuck's this shit?" Yeah, and she's like. It means somebody's crashing. I have to fucking go, ah, shit. So she's, what am I going to do with this? Points to his dick. Uh, she's in her lace and everything. She just puts a lab coat on over it and runs over, sees that, it, you know, we see, we know it's Jefferson's room, but right. we follow Ginty. He's getting into the elevator. Dalton walks out, dick Stumbling hanging out of it. Out, dick he, flopping he's, everywhere. He, he's got his jeans on, but he forgot to do the fly, <laughs> so his dick's just hanging out there. And uh, Dalton, uh, you know, Ginty must have thought of this line on the spot and was like, you leave that in the movie. He's like, hey, horse is out of the barn. And he, and he looks down. Oh, whoa, sorry. Yeah. And then he, but he notices this army jacket that he's yeah. wearing. He's like, huh. But, and then Megan comes running over, and she's like, that's Jefferson. He's dead. He's like, Jefferson? Why do I recognize? Like, I don't know. I don't falling into place. Yeah, everything's connecting. Dalton's putting it all together now. And he's just like, somebody stop that guy. But it's too late. Yep. John gets away. So everybody runs back to the office. He's checking the files. He gets a call from that CSI guy. He's like, look, we looked up We looked up Jefferson. He was always in the Army, and he was in the Army with this guy who wears a size 10, and he ordered these boots from Maine. I don't know. It was very complicated how they figured this out. Yeah. I mean, they throw his name straight out there. Yeah. It's John Eastman. That's your guy. So, I mean... Dalton knows who he's going after now. He they can figure out where uh, this John Eastman lives and everything, but he's got to strap up himself. He's got to gear up, man. Yeah. First, he gets those fucking Beetle boots on because he, he was like stumbling. Around. I know a nice touch was he drove a real car. I could see a cop drive. It was all rusted out. Yeah, and shit. yeah, Colombo car. Yeah. yeah, he's not driving a fucking like Lamborghini like Sonny Crockett. And he puts zips up the Beetle boots first. And then he goes to his Kinjatashe case. Also at Snake Eater's uh, shirts. Oh, they were all... They, I, I thought he didn't recognize John. They were in the Snake Eater unit together. That PTSD, man. Yeah. Maybe they have some CT problems. And there. then I, he's got a fucking gun from Terminator. It's like this fucking... It was insane. <laughs> the shotgun. It was a futuristic looking shotgun. It's straight from a video game. <laughs> right. And he's like, he's like, I'm ready. I like I like this when the police forces have to like supply their own weapons. <laughs> All right, so we I go. love that he just keeps his dangerous weapon like in the fucking like his safest place to be a police station. But yeah. yeah, so next morning, Dalton's getting ready to uh, do a raid on the old John place. Yeah, they don't even have a warrant. They're just like, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna take him down. But well, this is another thing. Okay, Maria is the wife of the guy who just died. Yeah, they don't call her at all the no. hospital john tells her first of all he walks in he's like 
hey, like, I'm sorry. It's like three in the morning. It's like, sorry to wake you. You got any leftovers? Any leftovers? He's and, got. And he's, she's like, sure, John. Whatever you know. I like that he brought some laundry with him. Right. He's like, yeah. If you could do these, get. I want starch in these. And she's like, whatever, John. You know, whatever. And then he, while he's in the middle of eating, she's been there for like a half an hour. Like, oh, 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 by the way, your husband died. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry about it. You're going to be looked at. And she's like, no. She's crying. He's like, he's like, eek. I, I don't know. This scene's getting too heavy for me. Yeah. I'm going to go home. <laughs> but make, you get that laundry done by tonight? Because I got a hot date. I got a hot. Oh, I got a hot date. I got a midnight admission happening later <laughs> on. <laughs> he's like, no, he's like. He's like, can you clean these sheets? I'm bringing my own fucking sheets. Yep. You're not getting me again for that deposit bullshit. Well, the deposit obviously get back. He's not paying for, you know, he'll That's bring the thing. Own. You don't get the deposit back, Griff. Because oh. they find some reason. They're like, there's a stain here. Yeah. Sorry. It's like, no, that stain was there from before. <laughs> nope. I can tell. Look at, I got a picture. It's fresh. I can see your DNA on it. I, oh, yeah. So, so he just leaves them. Well, that's going on. Uh, they do the raid. He's not obviously not there. Dalton. They're going through his shit, rifling through his CDs. He's like, Jonathan, I don't have this Chuck Mangino puts it in his pocket. Dalton sits down, and this is a real book. He's got the anarchist yeah, I cookbook. The anarchist cookbook. And he's just flipping through the pages. Oh, oh, that's a good thing. Writing down some notes. Yeah, hollow point highlighting bullets. it. Yeah, this is how you make hollow point bullets. So, got, they got snipers on the fucking like fucking how dangerous do you think this guy is? Yeah. I mean, they know he's armed, so I guess, yeah. So John's coming home. Got that, <laughs> that motorcycle helmet. Just he still hasn't returned. He's, he's keeping the motorcycle. Yeah, finders keepers. <laughs> yeah. You know, nine tenths of the law. So he see he spots it. He notices the snipers up on the roof. They're not trying to hide at all. They're right, right. there. So uh, John heads over to a payphone. It's out on the dock somewhere. You can tell it's the docks because there's cawing. There's fucking. You hear gunfire going off. It's all kinds of bullshit. It was just. It was a phone booth in the middle of rubble. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah. And he calls up Dalton, who of course is just sitting in his house, and he's he tells him, "Hey, hey leave my CDs alone. Yeah, do not take that Mangione. I just <laughs> got it. That's the live CD. He autographed it." He, tell, he tells him, he's like, hey, meet me at the Brooklyn Navy. Meet me at the docks, of course. Docks, of course. Brooklyn Navy Yard, Crane 5, 3M. Everything happens at 3M in this movie. <laughs> yes, I don't know. It's a, it's a perfect hour to do things. Come alone. Because he says, I'm not going to be alone, doesn't he? I don't. Th- I, think I thought he, I he was think, trying to set him up. I think like, he just said come alone because okay. he does come alone. <sighs> so while this will have some, for some reason, Shaw figures out that. Shaw was listening in. I know, but why? How was he tapping the phone? How did he know that John He's work was... Because uh, uh, Is he Dalton, tapping everyone's phone? Dalton gives it to him. Does he? he? Dalton's trying to help the CIA. I thought Dalton was like, fuck the CIA. I th- something, he something, just told the guy he was full of shit that it was coming out of his did, mouth and out of his asshole. But the, the higher orders, he's like <laughs> Jimmy Carter called me I just personally. Think, according to QAnon, all our phones are tapped. So that's what I think. Happened. That might be it. But he was working with Shaw because he calls Shaw and tells him, yeah, we got the we got the trace down. You know, we got him. We'll figure it out. Good thing we happened to we knew he would go to that payphone, so we put a tracer on it. So he says a crane, but wasn't it like a battleship they were on. It was a ship. It wasn't a crane at all. <laughs> yeah. And we see John lurking up there. So uh, Dalton follows him, and they're doing like this whole little, little cat and mouse, cat mouse thing. And like, then there's and, and he sets up this this he's he's got it all set up with flares, like all of this like mood lighting and yeah. everything. 
This is where we get the John DeHart lighting going. Yeah, and then he he attacks Dalton. He just he just wings him. He fires a bullet right by his head. He was just trying to make him <laughs> feel like a like a what was it a target a th- uh, like he was trying to make him feel fear or something. It's like, hey man, I was in Nam too. What are you trying to? do? That's what like, it's like to be a victim. Is that, what he says. That's what it's like to be a victim. Before, so he almost kills Dalton, and then he hand, and then he goes to hand the gun. While that's going on, Dalton just gets shot from a sniper from across the way. Yeah, one of Shaw's guys, and he's and then all of a sudden they're like fucking brothers and shit. Like Dalton's like, just get out of here. Yeah, oh, I'll cover you. Why? I'd be like, fuck you. Every man for himself. I don't know the fuck. You just, first of all, you almost tried to kill me five seconds ago. Right, but he understood it. They're both Vietnams. <laughs> they you were, know? It's a snake eater for life, dude. Yeah. All right, so. So, like, so John's, like, ready to, like, jump off the fucking side of the, like, <laughs> fucking battleship they're on. And while he's about to do that, he gets shot. Yeah. And then falls in, and then Dahl's like, no! Like, he's with this fucking guy. I know. And then he gets up, and then he gets fucking just pummeled with fucking bullets, dead. Yeah, and we just hear radio contact. Hey, targets are done. They're gonzo. They're donezo. Killed them. We did it. Did it. One of them fell in the water, but it's that ugly one. He's dead, yeah, for sure. Gotta be dead. Was, but then he didn't know jowls are a flotation device. Yep. And those, so we see the next day, he he's like, Apparently, there's like a pallet that was floating that he, he's like floating on, and he goes back. He opens the shirt. We see he's got the flak jacket from Nam. Dude, on. it's like a potato sack. It's it's like white, and they just wrote flak jacket U.S. military on it. So and then shit. we get a nice another helicopter shot with this pull away, and then yeah. that's it. Do, 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 do. Would that supposed to be the mash theme song? Yeah. Well, if only suicide was painless enough that Ginty did it. Yeah, really. So yeah, not the worst Ginty movie. No, there's more. There's worser. Yeah, I know there is because he's barely in this movie. He didn't have a sister, thankfully. No, but she did have a great body. It's she a shame did. she was the sister. Hey, not our sister, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Griff, we lost another great one. Jesus Christ! They're dropping like flesh. Damn you, COVID! Really. I'm talking, of course, of action superstar and diabetes superstar. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <and> oatmeal superstar. <laughs> oatmeal superstar. Wilford Brimley. <laughs> so we're going to do a movie in honor of him. Actually, we're not. I just wanted to do this movie, and Wilford Brimley happens to be in it. Yeah. So I was like, hey, let's fucking do this movie. I actually wanted to do it for our superhero, but it's technically not a superhero. Yeah, it's a weird movie. Yeah, it's a very weird movie. Of course, I'm talking about Remo Williams. The Adventure Begins, I believe, is the full title. Sounds right. And it didn't. As we learned, it didn't. It, it, it began and ended because we never got a sequel. <laughs> Too bad. But that'll be next week's movie. And whatever you do, don't keep it ginty. You want the sheets? 